Whoa! Pick up your lager, it's time for Saga! Head to the fridge and go grab a lager We're gonna read a comic called Saga It's a space operatic adventure It's not just for geeks, it's for those who love culture Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings It's a brilliant mashup of all of your favourite things A girl with wings and a guy with horns They're trying to protect their lovely little newborn A cat who spots lies, a babysitter who is dead There's even a man with the television for a head He's got a television for a head. Whoa! What a saga! We've had a group what saga because we had a week off, people. That's right. We need to recharge the batteries, refresh, get in that Epsom salt bath and soak it in. And we are hyped and pumped and jazzed to the gills for this episode eight covering issue eight of Saga the comic. I'm not going to run into the details of Saga the comic because if you've got this far, you know what it's all about. Now listen, I am the Chief and I'm joined by two most excellent dudes as my co-host is Miss uh, Emma Warrillow. How are you, good lady? I am ready for the kids to go back to school. (laughs) Yes. Now listen, you're in a strange position whereas mine goes back on Monday, but you've got another week. Well, they go back on Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. But it will feel like a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're too long. The summer holidays are too long. I say this every year. Give everyone a four-day week and make them shorter. There you go. Boom. Done. Now, Dave is also joining us. Dave Wimblett, um, our aspiring independent comic book writer of some renown. Now, listen, Dave, you have a kid, but not school-bound, so you have got that sucker around all the time. (laughs) No, he's at nursery, and they don't have um, summer holidays. So he's still there throughout the whole summer. Basically winner, winner. Own. We're basically David paying dinner. for someone else to look after it once a while so that we don't have to do it. Right, but okay. Yeah, it works out perfectly. Good, good. Uh, how how's the week been for you fine people? It's been good. It's been good. Um, yeah, as I was saying, I am fatigued from the summer holidays. I'm very enthusiastic for like four weeks and then... It's just, it's, it's enough. Um, so yeah, I, we have mainly just been juggling work and kids. So nothing exciting to report, but we are going camping this weekend and it is going to rain for the whole weekend. So yay. Brilliant. Where are you going camping? Brown Sea Island. Oh, you do that every year, don't you? Yes. We do, right. like to sort of have an end of summer blowout. Otherwise, because yeah. I just get so over the summer holidays, have to plan something in. Otherwise, the kids probably just remember like me being a miserable cow. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to do something fun at the end before they go back to school. Um, cool. Brown Sea Island is one of the only few places where you can find red squirrels. Is that that little island just near Paul? Yes. Okay, cool. I've never been there. It is the home of the Scouts. Ah, there you go then. Back to the and I have, we have a child called Scout, so yes. maybe he'll have a moment. Okay, Scout Walker, yes. Yeah. Um, Dave, anything of note? Uh, I realised today that it's 10 weeks until our second baby arrives, which is... Uh-oh! Oh my God, that's uh... not long enough. There's still time to leave, Dave. So I'm bricking it. I've just started officially bricking it from now on, I think. Right. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it anymore. <laughs> okay, I will see you in person in 2026. Yeah, yeah. If I am can even make it there, I might just yeah. not be able to even make it. 
It's hit me. You can tell. I can't speechless. In fact. <laughs> I'll pick up that conversation thread uh, post um, post recording. You've got to go questions. into it positively, Dave. Energized. Yep. Yep. I'm full okay. of energy. Um, <laughs> not much happening in the world of the chief. Um, I'm trying to secure a job in a comic shop. Yeah, great. To, That's going to be perfect. Waiting to get some feedback and response from that. So good luck. I feel like I, feel like I am thirty years um, too late to this, and I should have past been seeking prime. this out earlier. Yeah, <laughs> no, past you're, my prime. You're seasoned. You're a seasoned yes, comic seasoned. book guy. So we'll see. Update next week on how the chief does with that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, drinks. We need some lubrication before we uh, wax lyrical and uh, flex our oral capacities. So any drinks, <laughs> oh, yeah. any drinks in the house, I, Emma? I'm drinking Trip. What a trip. Now, now, I'm just going to say this now. I had a couple of the... I bought a four-pack of that and put it in the fridge about three weeks ago, uh, and the missus came home and went absolutely mental at me for having that. Why? Why are you having this cannabis drink? La, 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 la. <laughs> Is it? It's, yeah, yeah. It's CBD infused. I yeah. wouldn't call it a cannabis drink. She was not happy at all. She made me chuck them away. No. Oh, wow. They're six pounds a pop. Yeah. Well, for a set. For a <laughs> yeah, four. for a set of four. Anyway, uh, tell us about it. What is it? It's elderflower mint, lightly sparkling, CBD infused, and I bloody love it. This podcast is not sponsored by Trip, but it, Trip, if you would like to sponsor this podcast... Get in touch because I'm spending that. a fortune on these bad boys. Along with Tor- Dorset T, who we're still waiting on a call from. Dorset T. Yes. If, you, if you two want to be our sponsors. So, listen, you. this is a recent discovery. Yeah, well, I got it for. We had a party. We had a party a couple of weeks ago. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be like cool and trendy if I like got all of these sort of nice packaged slimline cans on the table? So, I got some of those for the. Um, the non-drinkers yes and yeah i've just i've got a bit hooked on them and how many do you need to drink them. to get um you know get i feel it straight away but i don't know if that's placebo yeah. it's not I like being it. drunk <laughs> yeah. or being stoned it's just sort of i don't really know it just takes the edge off yeah, yeah. no i i had two i, I necked i necked two back to back and I, I felt nothing no really and you're not a stoner are you so clearly it doesn't work all right i'll try it yeah, Dave, you're yeah, the next guinea pig But anyway, you're rate, so you're rating this one highly. This fla- Give us the flavour again. The flavour is elderflower mint. I really like this one, but someone did tell me that they thought it tastes like a lamb mint roast dinner. And since I've said that, I'm finding that hard to... Yeah. Well, yeah. You can, I'm good. sure they do different flavours. So Yeah, they've anyway. got a ginger peach one, which is good. That's the one I had, the ginger peach, yes. Yeah. yes. It's slightly an orangey, orangey yeah. like nice. pastel-y orange can. Yeah, I like opening the fridge and seeing them lined up because i'm shallow like that oh yeah of course um <laughs> and we'll take a picture of that and we'll get that up on the socials dave do you have a beverage for us well i'm drinking this gin which okay. i don't know how to pronounce it uh o-p-i-h-r f-u-r and hopefully not straight from the bottle no no i'm i'm watering it down as it were it's a nice spicy one it's got a really nice fragrance fragrance i've seen that in lidl quite a lot oh yeah it's quite unlike any other gin i think it's and what's your of, mixer um, of choice for ar- that? Aromatic spices. I'm not going to tell you because it's embarrassing. Coke. No, no, it's lemonade. Why is that oh. embarrassing? Well, you're not. If you're a proper gin drinker, you're supposed you're to supposed have to tonic. Yeah, lemonade, exactly. Dave. Yeah. Exactly. You need disco. a sweetness, don't you? Yeah. I smell the gin and then I taste the lemonade. Uh, I've got one of these. I've just got a Sainsbury's Taste the Difference uh, American style pale ale. That is lovely packaging. 
It's a nice picture, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of work goes into the the labels Design, of craft yeah, beer, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. I've not tried. I've not tried it yet. A full-bodied and heartily hoppy IPA. Give it a go. Give that a swig. Now, yes, hoppy. Although I don't know what that means, but yeah, I'm imagining that, that is what hoppiness is supposed to taste like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I like hops knows. or not. Well, like a bunny. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, there, we are fully Tastes lubricated like up. Just before we jump into discussing issues eight of Saga, because this is a comic-based podcast that talks about the comic Saga, me and Dave, we need to get down the street. Now, if I get this job in the comic shop, I'm going to be, need to t- I'm gonna be yeah. talking to youths of need today, to and I need to be able to speak the lingo, so this is where Emma comes in with some bingo lingo. Hit us! Silent Boomer, X and Millennial, Z and now Alpha, it's time for Generation Bingo Lingo. Okay, the word of the week is bum sweats. Man, I've got a bad case of the bum sweats. <laughs> yeah. I like Dave, any ideas? I, is it like when you, you know, you're stressing? You're stressed? It, you're pricking it. Refers it refers to a specific, a person doing a specific action. The bum sweats. Is it, it's some kind of physical activity? Jumping jacks. Someone doing jumping jacks. Splits? No. It's, clo- no. it's close to your, is it sharting? Your interests. No. Reading, reading comics. Um, uh, so, what, bum sweats is when someone has been playing a video game for so long that they're like getting a bit gross and their yeah, bum is sweating, like because yeah. they're trying to complete it and they're, they're no, like. No, you're hacking. right because we've all been there. I've, yeah, I've, I'm, I used to be a regular bum sweater. I did that on that trials game, Chief. The yeah. one hour in one level session. Yeah, don't ever talk about that game again. Otherwise, but we you come can round use this word to refer to someone who games for extensive periods of time. So you can call them a bum sweat. Mm. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, you can use as a noun. Yeah. Good. Okay. I'm not sure there's any bum sweating in this particular issue of Saga, but you never know. It might come up in a, in a future issue. So here we go. We went. We mentioned at the end of the last pod that we had flicked forward and we liked the cover to issue eight. I'm looking at it right now, and it is. Alana reading a novel, bubblegum blowing, sitting on some kind of piece of machinery, and it's a very cool kind of trendy cover. I am obsessed with this. It's my favourite one so far. I want it in my house. I love everything about it. Let's hit up Fiona Staples and see what she can do for us. Fiona, I'll send you some trip. (laughs) (laughs) You tripping? You, no, you got the bum sweats. Um, I love it. It's the pink earphones. It's a lovely touch. Yeah, real With the neon green hair. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. lovely. The hue, the pinkness on the bubble gum. Yeah, the purple and as we on the know, visor. She... Real kind of. If you look at the whole image, the, the, most of it is blocked out blues, and then kind of a, a greeny, matted, pastely greens but then there's those color pops like you said the headphones the hair the bubble gum the visor even the book cover or the flammable yellow sign those those pops really oh it's a cracker yeah so where do we think it said saga on the cover because i assume in all these covers the actual obviously the title and everything's there so where would that have gone on this one i guess at the bottom yeah, because what we're so you're referring to the fact that we're seeing the cover images from the trades where they Sorry, yeah. give like a they call it a virgin or a naked cover sans any text or barcodes. Mm. But yes, you're right. Saga would have been across the top in mm, I think it was normally in white letters. 
But uh, on possibly. this one, I'm guessing along the bottom because of the the way they've. No, I I, I suspect out. this image is cropped. Oh, uh, okay. So I wonder yeah, yeah, if there's right. a bit more. I don't know, but when I post up the socials plugging this we'll particular episode, yeah. I'll normally use the yeah the the exact cover. So uh, you'll be able to get a good look then, Dave. Cool. Yes, yeah, I can cover that one. Yep, yep. And then we get our traditional splash page for uh, page one of the comic. And it is Alana reading the final page of the novel that has mm. been referenced. I, You know, it's 100% the novel that she has been referencing through the previous issues. It would be weird if it was a different one. Uh, and it's the, the, the final few paragraphs of text. And her response is, holy fucking shit. Yeah, she finishes this I, I was happy to get a little glimpse into this book that she's obsessed with. Um, and it has this very kind of, it's like sort of suburbia, isn't it? <laughs> it wasn't quite the kind of um, content that I was expecting, the prose that I was expecting. It's quite light, isn't it? And frothy. Well, I had this moment where it's like, we're reading this comic about them for escapism. <laughs> and you have all these like crazy species and planets and like, exciting lives and i thought oh she's like reading a boring book about us <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's right. like it's talking about cake cake haters which i yeah. assume is a reference to bake-off i was like oh, yeah it's a bit mundane <laughs> yeah but she is jazzed to have read this novel she and then loves you flip, it you flip the page and then it's a couple of pages of her uh in doing something that i'm very very familiar with where she is <laughs> experience something that she thinks is incredible and she's trying to push it on someone else who doesn't really have much interest in that thing Mm -hmm. Uh, but she won't let up and i've done this many times before with comics or video games where or movies where i'm telling someone you gotta watch this or you gotta read this it's incredible and they're like oh maybe oh maybe i'll get around to it maybe i won't or they might not even acknowledge that you suggested it yeah yeah, but and the you panel... can't believe they're not yeah, interested. You don't understand how much you're missing in your life by not reading this thing that I've suggested. And those two panels where her her eyes are wide open and she's like enthusiastically talking about it, and then her coworker is just like, Dead "Go panel. away!" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You... Those are the exact faces. Like when someone tries to like persuade you to take up running or do yoga or something, and they're like, <laughs> and their eyes are popping out your head. You're just like, "Go." away (laughs) even if i was interested in it before i never want to do it now (laughs) i feel like people um people recommending books and stuff like that is one it's even one step down the totem pole of telling people about your dreams which everyone seems to think is shit and no one wants to hear it's like oh shut up actually i think it's quite enjoyable but this is like worse than that everyone's like oh whatever they don't listen they don't take it in i don't know why i mean there's so much good stuff out. sometimes when someone is so like like enthusiastic with something puts people off doesn't it, it puts you off yeah, yeah. i go this the other our, way i lean this into is, it this is our first glimpse into what alana was doing during this wartime period really yeah so we see her it's in some sort of command module or as it turns out when we find out a bit a few pages later so actually the prison wing and she's um, going to go and see to Marco in a second. But here we kind of see there's, you know, the desks and the control panels and a weird brain hive mindy kind of... Driving the ship, maybe. ...security thing. Or Well, I, I didn't think they were on a spaceship. I just assumed they were on oh, yeah, some yeah. land-based yeah, maybe so. prison station. But yep. it's... You it's know, they're, they're in, they're in uniforms it and it's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good, in, uh, you know, if brief uh, look or insight yeah. into how they were running things back and she's then. she's totally different. Her personality's changed completely, hasn't it? 
Yeah. She's full of joy. She's lighthearted. She's quite yeah, young. She's really Comes light. She's young and energetic. And that's not what jaded. I also like. And suddenly she's completely jaded where we yeah. are now. Hardened. <laughs> that's also what I liked about the cover because it felt uh, kind of retro in a way, like kind of youthful. Like nostalgic. Well, yeah, nostalgic. nostalgic yeah. And she yeah. is very sort of, um, there's a childlikeness to yeah. her. I mean, I don't know what the time period is. It can't be that long ago no. um but yeah she definitely feels it's that sort of like pre-kids <laughs> when yeah. you didn't have any responsibilities and yeah. you're indulging in all your books and interests and, 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 and yeah and like <laughs> since we've seen her she's just like yeah yeah and it feels like stress. her being um quite effusive is that the word or quite uh overexcited yeah. about this book isn't yeah. a one-off it feels like she's like this all the time because the last panel there the brain dude says i told you god g with her is the fucking worst yeah. so this is yeah. her all the time her natural state is this rambunctious over the top and energetic enthusiastic yeah, it's like a personality person. transplant isn't it it's interesting yeah and then we get a couple of pages and we get what feels like in eight issues to be the biggest piece of misdirection or the biggest bait and switch we've actually seen in the series so far because she goes to see the prisoner uh, who's acting up and obviously it's Marco and there's this narration by Hazel and all through the narration he's talking about um, this is how oh she's talking about this is how my parents met um, and then the final bit is they had their own hopes they had their own desires and then against all odds they found the perfect person to share everything with and then you think oh they found love and of course, you flip the panel, and Alana literally beats the shit out of Marco. That's the um, Alana we know and love. And yeah. that is that's the big misdirection because they're looking in each other's eyes in the second to last panel, and you think this is where it's almost like love at first sight kind of vibes that they've these two pages have led you towards, and it's a complete one eighty misdirection. Mm. Question about Alana's gun. Um, do you think she has a little, uh, what are those things called, spirit level in it? Yeah, I see that. It looks like it. Possibly, the, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, is on that... On the magazine, not... though. Oh, yeah, yeah, on the magazine. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. M- multi-purpose? Multi-purpose, yeah, when she needs to yeah, DIY in a hurry. with it, yeah. Need a flat sure. surface, yeah. Now, what was he... Marco uh, is trying to speak the language, which we know is, you know, the... what would we would call english or you know the, the basic language the universal language mm. and he's saying peace be unto us and uh, i and you not as alone as we feel what's he trying to articulate there do you think in his hashed up broken i don't know i hadn't thought about that i wonder if he means we're not as different we're not as separate we're not as different as you think maybe yeah. do you think do you he think... literally means there's something else there or, in some or way. like yeah like you say do you think he's in peacekeeping one love mode where he's trying to say look we're not so different why are we fighting yeah i think, I so, think yeah. so i don't know what that's based on though maybe well obviously they've been there together a long time maybe he's picked up vibes about her mm-hmm. somehow yeah yeah but anyway he's taken the butt of alana's gun uh, he's lost a few teeth there he's got a bloody mouth she's really laid into him because she He's not buying uh, the rhetoric and she is fully on board with we are wings, you are horns, we hate each other. Yeah. yeah. The narrative yeah. bit is interesting here, isn't it? Because it's... Um, I feel like I'm s- stealing um, Emma's gimmick here, but uh, they're, they're kind of alluding to that thing that we all 
is a fact for all of us that our parents we see them as providers and almost transactional like we need stuff from them they give it to us um but actually they had a whole life and a personality and um yeah an existence before we we showed up as children yeah (laughs) and all these things that we don't know about it yeah it makes me it reminds me with my parents there's so much about their lives that maybe they've told me and i've just been like yeah 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 whatever and not taking it in and it the other day I was thinking to myself, I must just sit down and interview my parents so that Aww. I know for sure what happened in their lives. <laughs> because, you know, heaven forbid when it comes to that time when you have to talk about those things, they'll be like, oh, I don't know, really. They they were there. They looked after me. I liked them. But I should really know a bit more about them. I think Americans tend to, I might be general, I am generalizing, but I feel like America as a culture tend to have a bit more of that sharing of stories and generational stories. And I was listening to and building dynasties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was listening to some podcast the other day where I can't remember who the guest was, some celebrity, but they could just you know, kind of recount their father's life, basically, and all their stories. I was like, wow, that's, it, that's you know, it's quite special, really. Yeah, it is special. I sometimes feel like with Hazel's narrative, it's quite sort of whimsy or like charming that she has this point of view on her parents especially in times like this where she's still narrating these times when she wasn't born and it's almost there's something about it that's really yeah it's just really sort of yeah charming and Mm. it sort of feels very like cherished and intimate um and she's like really always on their on their side whatever's going on or yeah. sort of understanding of them and one person who uh, i hope does get to know and have cherished feelings for her grandfather is hazel because bar is favorite character of the issue i'm saying <laughs> it right now yeah he is amazing great. yeah I really because yeah. we left him having Sexy sedated granddad. having sedated uh alana and whisked off with hazel but in fact he was just making clothes <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's really good a clothes. Bit spinning, incredible. Yeah. So, She's well happy with those clothes. So we do get to see what Marco and his mum are doing, but let's just uh, peek in on Alana and Bar to see what happens there because she's come to, and he's kind of carrying her. But and he says a few things a bit cryptic here. He says Hazel's fine. She stopped crying the instant I put her into that absurd pile of twigs you call a crib. Um, but then. Uh, she's like, help me. If, if you're talking to your rocket ship, it's already agreed to assist me with my project. I'd like to finish before my wife and son return. Project! She goes away again. And now you're like, oh, <laughs> is he up to no good after all? Yeah, and I just couldn't get past the fact that she's naked in the sheet. And I was like, ew. He like <laughs> put a spell on her and then tucked her in and she's got nothing on. And that right. was I never distracting even me a little bit. Right. I didn't think about that either, to be honest. No. Because it's I was sort of wake, you, I waking up and you're like with your father-in-law and he's put you to bed and you've got no clothes <laughs> on. And then he's just yeah. like this, this, you know, sort of, I sort of had a, a gut instinct told me that he's going to be good and they're going to get on. But, but I was a the... bit like, oh, it's all getting a bit date rapey. Yeah. <laughs> fortunately that does not happen to, to <laughs> our knowledge to our knowledge yeah uh, that would be a mega twist Directors if that happens cut. later but she's quite an easy mark she's easily pleased so to speak alana because then she wakes up again with hazel 
and some new clothes and she is straight on Bar's side. <laughs> she got no questions then. She's like, oh, yeah. he's fixed me up some clothes. She's team um, Bar, yeah. yeah. She, she is easily manipulated, it feels. Um, but he's at the spinning wheel, spinning some clothes. Yeah, yeah not this just any woke. old clothes. Yeah, some trendy garb there, for sure. They are ray-proof and gunpowder resistant. Now, yes. say one thing about me, it's that I love a multifunctional Function. piece of clothing. Yeah. Mm. And I love it in a story when someone gets like some kind of secret tool. Like yes. that for me is like, yes. yes. It's like, collect it, get yes. it. <laughs> That's because I quite... know there's going to be a point coming up where someone's going to well, ray gun her and she's going to be like, I go. got my vest on, go. screw you. Not, you it's you not sound a... like a gamer saying that. That's quite a gamification type of thing. Yeah, yeah. bum sweater. Yeah. It's bum sweater. Bum, it's not a stab proof vest. Now, talking of stab proof vests quickly, I was in Croydon today. Uh, which, <laughs> uh, now, is this a scene where you guys are from? Round my way, like 14, 15 year olds go around wearing balaclavas. Is that a thing around your way? Or oh not? my God, that's no, terrifying. That's thing, oh, no. it's, it's horrendous. It's horrendously terrifying. But is that, that's, that's not a thing. That's a, that's a, that sounds like thing, crime obviously. that you've seen in action yeah. there. No, just hanging out outside shops in balaclavas. It's wow. a thing. It's what, a new, it's like a, new... a full with holes in the eyes? Well, no, yeah, not like a, not like a SAS peephole eyes, like, you know, a full. The full. You know, like uh, probably you know nose and uh, nose, eyes and forehead is the. Yeah, no, I think that is. That's a trend. trend. That's a new trend. Yeah. Because uh, Phoenix was skating with his friend in the garden the other day. It was boiling. They had jeans on, no tops, but they had like wrapped t-shirts around their heads to sort of fashion them into a headwear. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Look out for that. That's terrifying. Especially there's quite a lot of um, youth around my way who, in the middle of summer, will be still wearing black jeans, a black hoodie and a bum coat. sweaters yeah big bum sweaters i suppose yeah. but i don't yeah i don't understand what that's about the balaclava is the new hoodie yes yeah, right maybe that's it anyway back to yes she's got a lovely new multi-purpose ray gun gunpowder proof vest which will be used later for that function i'm sure if it's not then why mention that and bar is having difficulties he's clutching his heart because as previously mentioned he has not got long to live oh of course it's his heart i thought he was Having like RSI in his hand, right? Oh, because he's <laughs> been se- seam- seamstering so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his wife put him to work. Yeah. Um, yes. No, he's clutching his heart there, uh, and he hasn't. Still hasn't told his wife or Marco. Well, now, quick question, pop quiz for you guys: Will he tell them, or will they find out some other way? Hmm, I think they'll find out. Okay, Dave. Tell them what. He's, he's dying. dying. Oh. Yeah, no, I think they'll find these, out yeah? some other way. <laughs> yeah. right, so okay. I got distracted by, um, yeah, all the sewing. I thought we were right. talking about that. I was like, yeah, <laughs> she's, why would She's like so fast to turn around. Like she, a minute ago, she was just tying him up. He's, yeah, she's waking. Now she's just so delighted with this vest that she's like, fuck that. Whatever disease you well, have, we'll find a way to beat it. Yeah, yeah that's interesting, isn't it? Because at the beginning of the comic, she was all being goofy and... um joyful about the book and then yeah she just like that she smacks marco in the head so maybe she's a bit like that quite she flip-flops quite Mm. quickly yeah relatable yeah Yeah. (laughs) and she has a tender moment here with bar where she's Mm. kind of you know holding his hand and holding his rsi holding his rsi (laughs) and she says your son is so goddamn beautiful 
he says, I assure you, looks aren't forever. Oh, I know. I wasn't talking about his looks. So what she said is his beautiful inner soul. Is that what she's yeah, saying? Just a beautiful guy. Yeah, a, yeah. But when he's like, looks aren't forever. I'm like, don't know. Because this is a hot granddad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. They're looking a bit longing for. I thought maybe yeah. they're going to have a fling. They've, but... There's similarities, aren't there, in their faces? So, yeah. Have we sort of like seen her wings properly before? Because this was very interesting to me, getting a good look at her wings. Yeah, at the beginning of this issue. Okay. Um, where she's in that uh, prison control station. Oh, uh, yeah. She's got... They're kind of little as she's walking around. And then when she actually smashes Marco in the face, it looks like they've almost grown kind a little of extended, bit bigger. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've um, that. Uh, while this is happening, uh, we did mention that we've got the guy... And he's got a name! Fard the Giant. <laughs> yeah, F-A-R-D, Fard be thy name. Yes. So we talked last um, episode about whether we were going to see Fard again, didn't we? We did. And I think we did speculate correctly that there needed to be an action scene involving those giant testicles. Yes. And boy, do we get it. Boy, do we get <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, there they are hanging down. And here again, we get a bit more into the relationship between Marco and his mum because she's he's going to bind Fard. And she says, honestly, this squeamishness about bloodshed is almost unbecoming. And so I was she- like clicks snaps girl yes <laughs> yes okay this is how we're all feeling her yeah. face her like <laughs> just get on with like, the job en- and... enough marco yeah. enough yeah, look at what is in front of you yes i mean he could probably kill them just by swinging those testes and yeah. bashing them in the face death by testes. Them to death yeah yeah oh that is i can't yeah the facial expressions it. are yeah. incredible in this comic it has to be said yeah, Fiona yeah. Staples is amazing at facial expressions. Really that panel, there, there's the whole art, isn't there, around any drawing, any art, about where the eye is drawn to in a picture. And they've obviously deliberately, in that giant panel, which is a close-up of his, is it his taint and his testicles? Is that the right word? Taint between your arsehole and your... I have never heard that before. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a, whatever comes whatever whatever, you, whatever comes after Gen Alpha. That's it. We've nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Taint. But um, I think they before. deliberately positioned the testicles to where your eyes are drawn within that right. panel. <laughs> it's yeah. quite incredible use of the well like, there's a, a expression for it. It's the but. one where he's got the bone like above his head, and they're like swinging backwards. <laughs> <laughs> It's so gross. Yeah. And you get to see the micro penis. Yes, you do. But listen, listen, forget about squeamishness. The binding binding works. Marco has bound this mother up and he's basically saying, tell us where, because we've forgotten in all this furore, what are these people doing here? Well, they're here to get Isabel uh, and rescue the the punk emo uh, half pink ghost. And... Yeah, but he's but he gives it he gives it up he gives up the info fard and tells them that you know she's over there or whatever. But you better be quick because uh, shit's going to go down because they're actually on an egg, not a planet. Mm. Um, and before that comes, they also there's a nice scene between Marco and his mum where she's mouthing off about Alana and Marco fires some magic at her. Yeah, we like that. That's pretty effective, uh, isn't it? I think because well, actually, no, Gwendolyn's be Gwendolyn's name has come up, and Marco's mum's not approving of either. Um, you know, Marco says, "Poor girl, the whole time I was engaged to her, you called Gwen a worthless draft dodger." Well, and his mum says, "At least she was rooting for the right team, unlike that overgrown housefly of a wife 
you decided to bed down with, as she's about to say, and then she gets blasted. By lightning, uh, almost. That looks overgrown like. housefly, so offensive. Yeah, I mean, that's Big racist. Big time. Right? I was outraged. In, in this outraged. world, she's just yeah. a massive racist. Yeah. I was outraged at that. Yeah. Um, I do like this exchange. Though. It's like a classic mum preferred your ex-girlfriend. Probably still texts her. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they still go out for tea. Yeah, yeah probably still tea. goes over there at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> but then Marco undoes all his good work with his mum and then says, please. He's kind of undone everything. His, 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 his rage at his mum, because then he says, that's the last time you ever say a cruel word about the mother of my child. Yeah, I love End that. it there. That's perfect, because yeah. then your yeah. mother will understand. Don't yeah. then back it up by saying, please. Yeah. No. <laughs> Because he always no. falls back, doesn't he, to being a bit soft. Undone his good work. So yeah. we've found out that his ring is Gwendolyn's ring, or did we know that? No, we did know that, yeah. We yes, did know that. Oh, said, yeah, of course. Because she said, you've yeah. given me the ring of your ex yeah. fiance or yeah. something like that. But yeah. they've got magical powers, those rings, or they do yeah. They do stuff. They help with the magic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then they, they question Fard. Uh, Fard says, Fard will eat your souls and piss them out Fard's anus. Yeah, right. best line of the comic. Quite a good line. I might yep. use that in future. <laughs> Bard is always Deep someone to invite everything. to a party. Yeah. Well, Bar is going to have his work cut out now that I think about it for favourite character because Fard surely is in the running. Yeah, Fard's yeah. got this one in the bag. I, think. So, I, I have <laughs> to say, I was getting like when he said this. This isn't a planet; it's an egg. Mm. I was like, okay, okay, just stay with it, Emma. Stay with it. Yeah. Sounds goofy as fuck. We're, it's sci-fi. It. Let's just remember, you know, science fiction. Um, yeah, because I'm not actually really into science fiction. Um, right. I, lo- I I am loving Saga, obviously, but mainly because of the character study. Um, and then when he said the egg, I was Sometimes like, it feels like he's got a magic eight ball and yeah. he just shakes it up. And then he's like, uh, the planet is uh, an egg. Yeah. <laughs> or this character looks like uh, a seahorse. And then yes. we go back to the seahorse, yeah. Then we go back to the seahorse. <laughs> and I am so hoping, I'm so pleased that we didn't go down Marco's mum's route of killing Fard because now there's a possibility for his return in these pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. found. So come yeah. on, bring back Fard. Bring yeah. it back. Yeah. We want to see those balls swinging. We back. want to see those for, testes swinging and uh, piss, PM. pissing out the anus. Um, so we do now. You're right. We do see the seahorse, which we saw in a brief cameo way back in issue one or two. And this time, there's the seahorse is on the phone. Uh, the seahorse is called Irving, and Irving is on the phone to the March, who's another contractor who's got some random non-story relevant dispute going on. It's just uh, contextual information going down there but then wreath high command gets on the line to irving and is not happy that the will has failed to complete the mission and they say um you know do we want the will on it we want the will on it and irving's fobbing them off but then um to to make matters worse the person on the phone uh, or, or irving dot, says dot, lady dot. i don't give out my guy's private information over the phone and then you see from off panel, then you can tell me to my face and you flip the page and Wreath High Command is there in person and it's goddamn Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn is hot. She looks like a fucking badass, doesn't she? Marco. She... Wow. Yeah, man. is getting the ladies. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm, I'm Fard might be the only bad looking person in this comic. <laughs> yeah, I agree. She looks yeah. really and even cool. he's pretty hot for a naked Triclops troll. <laughs> 
So, I mean... Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. that this is interesting because Retail Command are not happy, for sure, with the... They've been obviously tracking the wheels' movements and why has he not captured Marco Alana and the baby yet? They know that uh, Robot 4's on the case and they've, they've sent physically sent Gwendolyn down there in person. Although, is she actually part of Retail Command or she's a... She's working for them. I'm calling on behalf of Reith High Command. Sorry. Yeah. Also, is she just faking that? Yeah, I thought because she might just be faking it Marco. to find it. Interesting. Of, uh, yeah, the personal. Yeah. But yeah, she's but hot. Maybe not because she's got the horns, hasn't she? So at first, I didn't think anything about the horns, but the horns she's obviously the horns mean that she horn. is a Reithian. She uh, has got the triple horn. So Marco, what's he doing? Getting rid of this one? Yeah. Right. No one wears white hot pants unless they can wear white hot pants. <laughs> they can pull it off. Yeah. No. yeah. It's a good look strong look that is a great cosplay i mean yeah clearly not for me but (laughs) (laughs) that would be cultural cultural appropriation um but that is that is a great character yeah i need an action figure of this character really cool i loved it when i turned the page and saw her i was like oh my god marco yes yes now he's in a world of trouble marco when gwendolyn finally does show up and confront. We're going to see them. a big battle. Do you think we're going to see a f- oh. an actual scuffle between her well, and Alana? Yes. Uh, I mean, look, the 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 story so far dictates that Marco's going to take a back seat and be all look. There's no yeah, need yeah. to fight, ladies. Everything's fight. fine. And then <laughs> yeah, it's, it's clearly not going to be. But maybe he will take action. I don't know. She's going to beat know. him with that big stick. She's going to beat him with that big stick. Now, not in a good way. Let's uh, close out then with favorite character. Who who are we plumping for? I'm going for Gwendolyn. You're taking wow, Gwendolyn at one panel. It. Yeah, right she stole it. Yeah, incredible scenes. It's a stance. Come out everything. of nowhere to steal the episode. If you're yeah. coordinating your horns to your outfit, I mean, <laughs> that is props. Winner, winner, yeah, Gwendolyn dinner. Uh, Dave, what uh, favorite character? I'm going with Fards. Okay. The actions. I just love that fight scene. Yeah, and I will stick with Bar. So we've got a trifecta of choices like there. Uh, co-parent rating. How are you liking this one? I know they're there split up at the moment. Going but... on, was there? I mean, Hazel, she was mostly asleep, wasn't she? Wasn't even in many yeah. of the panels, really. I give Barr the best parent rating here because he yeah. did get Hazel to sleep. He did. He's probably he made did. Hazel some outfits as well. He's made Hazel's mum more comfortable. He's given her a break. So I'm actually giving Barr a, a good four parent rating yeah. here. He takes it for yeah. the team. He would have had five if he hadn't have sort of handled her naked. <laughs> yes, correct. Yes, 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 yes. Right, she was well, already naked just under a towel before. I just want to point that out. I know. It was just putting her to bed. It's a bit weird. Maybe he put the uh, sheet around her and then pulled the exactly, towel out Emma. afterwards. Like when you go swimming, it can be done. Just because you've got a potty, <laughs> potty brain? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. No. Um, well, there you go. That was uh, episode eight, issue eight of Saga. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do. Please send us uh, emails. You can do that at whatasaga at gmail.com you can find us on what a saga on instagram if the good listeners want to find your work where can they do that emma playful underscore den and you can listen to my podcast people who play yeah do it dave what about yourself um on twitter at wimblet w-i-m-b-l-e-t-t and occasionally i will put things on there but not very often cool you can find the chief's work over at armageekden on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. 
And that about does it for this week. We will see you next week for episode nine and issue nine. We have been the What A Saga crew. Uh, and we will, uh, every time I forget what I say, I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> don't have a saga. Don't have a saga unless it's listening to this fine podcast or reading this comic. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>